So this show, like all of Atlas Obscura, is about exploring the world, discovering its many wonderful hidden little corners. And we tend to center things around place, but so many times the most memorable experience of a place is the person that you met there. We wanted to kind of invert the normal order today and ask the question, who's a memorable person you met while traveling? It's a question we'll want to revisit with other folks, but today we're starting with friend of the Atlas, David Plotz. Today, I'm going to tell you about Martin Tom, a Pentecostal minister I met in Malawi back in the early 2000s, who saved me, and in a way I helped save him too. But first, some words from our sponsors. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. When it comes to family vacations, there are a million different trips you can take. You can get your own... trip to Texas. Or if you prefer a vacation from your family, you can always get your own... Leave the kids with grandma. Trip to Texas. So go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Back in 2003, I was just about to have my second kid. My then wife was very pregnant and I had a chance for one kind of last work trip. And I spent a couple of days in Ethiopia, and then I was going to fly to Zimbabwe. And it turns out that you cannot get from Ethiopia to Zimbabwe directly, or at least you couldn't then. It involved a whole bunch of flights, and it was complicated. I was flying from Ethiopia to Uganda and then to Zimbabwe. So we landed at Lalongwe, which turns out is the capital of Malawi. And that was where I was going to apparently get the final leg of my trip, which was to go to Zimbabwe. So we pull into the Longway Airport. It's the middle of the day. And there are no other planes at the airport. So I'm like, huh, that's curious. I'm supposed to catch a flight in like an hour. That's weird. Uh, but whatever. I'm sure it'll, it's coming. One question. At what, what point did you start getting nervous? Like at what point in this process did you start to be like, oh, I don't I'm This is feeling uncertain uh i was nervous when i saw that there were literally no other planes at the airport (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense (laughs) there was a very short bus ride from the plane to the terminal uh it was literally maybe 100 yards and as i got on the bus this young man next to me i was maybe in my early 30s at the time and this man who was probably five or six years younger than me uh wearing a beautiful sort of flowery hawaiian style shirt just started asking me questions. He was like, oh, you know, are you, are you, you know, why are you in Malawi? Are you here for 
travel? How long are you going to stay? And I was basically saying, oh, I'm just making a connection. Nice to meet you. And he said his name was Martin. And we had a nice chat. And he had a wonderful voice. He had a just like a deep, resonant voice. And he, in the course of that just really two minutes, he explained that he was a Pentecostal minister on the way back from a revival meeting in Uganda. So I get off the bus, get to the terminal, and I talk to the gate agent and say, I need to make my connection. There's Zimbabwe. And they, they literally laugh. They're like, oh, no, there's no, they're not, they're not setting the plane. You're not going to Zimbabwe. There's a plane going to South Africa later, uh, but no, you're, no chance you're going to Zimbabwe. And, and so then the Malawian border guards say, you can come into Malawi, but you can only stay for 48 hours. I'd never been in this country. I had a credit card and I had a computer and that was about it. And then Martin walked over to me. He'd seen me kind of get hung up. And he'd, he hadn't been picked up yet. And he came over and he said, do you want to stay with me? And I thought, sure, why not? What the heck else am I going to do? Uh, to be clear, we're not encouraging people to just go home with random strangers while traveling. David was very relaxed and comfortable with this, but not everyone would be. Anyway, continue. Martin um, brings me to his home. He takes his shoes off and puts them on my feet. Like, he literally gives me the shoes on his feet to wear in his home. You know, brings me to his his wife and child, and, and like, they feed me, they sit me down, they don't eat. Every need of mine was, was put above any need of theirs. The next day, he took me, the first thing, he took me to the British Airways office, arranged for my ticket to be changed so that I could get out of the country. But in the meantime... He was just this person who was, he was like the mayor of the city almost. He was just this young guy. He'd been an insurance agent. He'd fallen on hard times. He'd been a drunk and he found Jesus and he joined this Pentecostal church and very quickly decided his calling was to be a minister. And he was building a church, but he had no building. He had no land. He had a small following of about 50 parishioners who came and followed him. He had never met anyone Jewish before. I'm, I'm Jewish. And he was thrilled he kept trying to convert me. He kept trying to get me to come to Jesus because he, he really thought like I was in I was in dire spiritual trouble. And he really said, you know, you the God has sent you to me, David, for a reason. He sent you to me for a reason. And I was like, I don't think so, Martin. I think it's just like Air Zimbabwe is super unreliable, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> just to to move us forward, I stayed for two days. Had He took me around. It was great. You should definitely go there, Dylan. You would love it because it's got this crazy architecture. The Capitol Hill, the Capitol was all built by some modernist architect in the 50s or 60s. And it's now all kind of overgrown with greenery. And so these stark white buildings that are completely overgrown with greenery. That's another story for another day. And uh, as I was sitting in the airport on the way back, because I was at the time a writer for Slate, I just wrote about this incredible act of hospitality from this Pentecostal minister and what a lovely experience it was and how he had saved me in Malawi. I get back uh, to the U.S. and I start getting emails from people. And this article had circulated in Pentecostal circles in the U.S. And they were so intrigued to hear that there's this, this, this you know, warm, kind, big-hearted minister who was doing his work and they wanted to reach him and so they said can you can you put us in touch with brother martin and he reached out to me maybe a year later and said you know what all these american pentecostal ministers had come to malawi done a revival with martin you know had brought these thousands of people there to church with him and 
it had brought him tons of money and an audience. And he was able to build this church on a plot of land he'd been coveting. And within a couple of years, he had his own TV show on Malawian television preaching. And it was all, he was right. He said that God sent me to him for a reason. And apparently to bring him to the attention of all these other Pentecostals in America who were looking to make a connection with with someone like him. Do you ever introduce yourself as the unintentional father of Malawi Pentecostalism? <laughs> I don't think. I think there was a plenty strong Malawian Pentecostal movement without me. But it is funny to me as a as a Jew and a not particularly religious Jew to have been the instrument of a Christian minister expanding his flock and building what he was doing. So, so that was that was surprising to me. We want to hear from you. If you have met a person that made a lasting impression on you or told you an amazing story or changed how you think or took you on an adventure, let us know. You can call us at 315-992-7902 or record us a voicemail and send it to hello at atlasobscura.com. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, me, Dylan Thuris, Sarah Wyman, John Delore, and Peter Clowney. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. I'm David Plotz. I'm Dylan Thuris. Wishing you all the wonder in the world. Talk to you soon. Witness Docs from Stitcher. to family vacations there are a million different trips you can take you can get your own trip to texas or if you prefer a vacation from your family you can always get your own leave the kids with grandma trip to texas so go to traveltexas.com get your own for the only trip to texas that matters yours What makes the Carnival Cruise fun? That's up to you. Maybe it's a ride on boat, a roller coaster at sea, or a deep tissue massage at the spa, Creole-inspired cuisine at Emerald's Bistro to laid-back bites at Guy's Burger Joint, excursions that take you from jungle adventures to beach days at Mahogany Bay, and sunsets from the top deck. Long story short, no one does fun like Carnival. Carnival, choose fun. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama.